I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. My first search was with the just the, simply with the word Hillsong. But when you start digging deeper, then you find these other companies, like for example, in California, Newport Beach, where this three and a half million dollar home is, and there's over over 10 companies or nonprofits all connected to that address, mm-hmm. it gives you names. And then you run those names in different search engines and different databases. And it, you start to try to find out how big an organization is. Hello, hello, hello. Leavers, believers, dream weavers, and the high achievers. And there's a lot of high achievers, don't you think, in the ex and current Hillsong community. I have to admit there's a lot of people I went to youth group that just are very, very successful people. Very interesting. Welcome back to Living Hillsong, part three of The Money Trail. My name is Tanya and you're joining us for a conversation about where the money goes with TV evangelists, something that everybody wants to know. So, we're having a look. Don't forget to tell your friends all about this podcast. Like it, share it, comment on it, argue about it. Just keep talking about leaving Hillsong because it's really important. So getting back to fraud, 
Barry takes us through a Form 990, which is what not-for-profit organisations in the United States are supposed to fill in to disclose their revenue. He also talks about red flags when looking for a church and tips for checking out the validity of the people running the church. But back to fraud. Here's part three of The Money Trail with Barry Bowen. A lot of churches are encouraging their members to give online. There are apps or websites where you can set for recurring donations. Yeah, so it'll, yeah. you, can, you can give a donation once a month without even thinking about it anymore. Years ago, it was popular for churches to have church envelopes. You'd put the money in an envelope and then yeah, yeah. put it in the offering plate. And you could check mark things on the envelope. You could check mark the building fund or missions if you wanted to go to missions or maybe general fund, whatever expenses. If the money doesn't go for the purpose that's specified, that can be fraud. On an envelope where you mark it's for missions and it doesn't go to missions, that can be fraud. Well, and this is why I don't understand why there haven't been more criminal investigations, more civil suits, because... I mean, in Australia, there's a crime called obtaining money by deception, which is the same thing. If I knock on your door and say I'm collecting for the Salvation Army appeal and thank you very much, sir, and use that money somewhere else, you know, I can have the police at my door. But if the churches do it, it's called we changed our vision or something like how is that okay? In the United States, these are called restricted donations. And if they're not spent the proper way, that's restricted donation fraud. The best known example is the American Red Cross. On September 11th, 2001, Uh there was the terror attacks on on the Twin Towers. Well, immediately after that, the American Red Cross set up a fund to raise money for the families of the victims. And millions and millions of dollars poured in across the country. Millions of dollars. Mm. Well, the American Red Cross diverted some of that money to a general fund to spend it in other ways. And after they did that, state attorney general started investigations. Congress started investigation. And the president of the American Red Cross resigned. Then they abandoned that. And then we're going to honor people's wishes. It was a big scandal for them. Wow. Why doesn't this happen more often? Do you see any kind of hope in the future that given the the corruption at, you know, government levels or given the power and the influence that such big churches have, you know, in in governments and in, you know, courts and with lawmakers, what kind of hope is there that any kind of compensation or some, some kind of course of action could be taken, you know, for people who have been defrauded? They were promised something. They gave in good faith and it was misspent. It's In the United States, the Congress passed a law to enable law enforcement to go after the mafia. And but not the mega churches. Well, I uh-huh. think it can be used against <laughs> certain religious organizations and that has been filed against. It's been used actually against several um, religious organizations. Okay. But there's class action lawsuits where a group of donors can sue an organization. That's been, I think, tried maybe a few times. 
for me being an activist and I'm an investigator, years ago, I concluded that first I decided I wanted to write an article series about religious fraud. And at first I thought, oh, I can do this with about four articles. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> then I realized, you know what? I'm going to write a book on the topic. So that's what I'm actually doing. I'm writing a book titled, What Would Judas Do? Judas betrayed Jesus for money. And that's what these preachers are. Wow. So I'm working on this book and I wanted to have a big picture understanding of the fraud. Well, I've been investigating for 15 years and it's like, 10, 12, 13, 14 years into this, suddenly I'll discover something new. And it's like, wow, I never even thought of looking into that. Or we often overestimate our knowledge. And I, at times I feel like I'm just scratching the surface, even after many years of investigating. Oh, that's fantastic. I wonder if Judas got, you know, tax-free benefits as well. <laughs> like, did he leave it to somebody before he finished himself off to maybe like you know, invest in a missions project at a later stage and kingdom builders or something. Do you know about Hillsong and this kingdom builders hierarchy? It's probably not an uncommon thing. So this development company collapsed and, and this guy was doing wealth seminars and the way to increase your wealth was to invest in the kingdom builders hierarchy at Hillsong. The Ponzi side of it just makes my brain explode. There have been a large number of Ponzi schemes involving religious leaders. Warren Cole Smith, he is a journalist. He runs the organization Ministry Watch, and he has written a book, Faith-Based Fraud. Okay. And he has a chapter in his book about Ponzi schemes. And there are a number of religious organizations that have done them. And there are pastors, there are televangelists that have assisted in some of these schemes. Televangelist Benny Hinn, he promoted two different individuals that were selling Ponzi schemes. Went I'm to not, jail. Oh, they did? Yes. Oh, I mean, I'm not sophisticated in this, but it's multi-level marketing, and I can't see that it operates any much differently to, to any of those pyramid structures. Hillsong has, you know, the one person at the top, then there's all those levels of people who report to an upline and they have offshoot groups I, from a structure. How different is it to a pyramid scheme? Well, with the pyramids, I mean, with the Ponzi scheme, one person, the person running the scheme, he pays off investors with other people's donations, mm. not with profits from an investment. Right. They're, they're not even investing the money. And it's always going to fail in the end. It so, will always come crashing down. So that's a Ponzi scheme. At least people in a Ponzi scheme get a return at some point. Is this what you're saying? Um, the first people to invest <laughs> usually get money from the other people. But eventually it'll come crashing down. It always does. But But with Hillsong, they don't even really get anything back at any stage. I mean, at least with these... You know, the other multi-level marketing, when you, you know, when you're buying Tupperware, at least you get some Tupperware, right? Like this is <laughs> but if... very creative in their fundraising. And again, it's not transparent. If, if they were required to follow 990 in the U.S., we would have a lot deeper understanding of their finances. For example, Trinity Broadcasting Network. They're the largest religious TV network in the world, and they actually file a 990. 
So you can look it up and the IRS has a webpage. It's called Tax Exempt Organization Cert. And if you know the proper name and type it in, it's not Trinity Broadcasting Network. It would be Trinity Broadcasting of Texas. If you type that in their search, then you can get their 990s. And I'm doing that as we speak. I am pulling up their 2019 990. Their latest one's not yet available. It'll be available probably in about two months. But so this is from 2019. Investment income, $11.5 million. Program services revenue, $28 million. Revenue from program services. Yeah, that's money made from the services that actually have to do with their mission. Okay. Like would be broadcasting airtime, things like that. But I shouldn't tell you contributions and grants. I shouldn't tell you that because it opens up a a big can of worms, but I'm going to do it anyway. Why do you think they've voluntarily released this information if you're saying they didn't have to? Why did they choose to do that? Well... At one time, the IRS, the tax authorities in the United States, one time they were more aggressive at investigating non-religious nonprofits. Okay. So uh, there's a reason for them doing it. And I think it saved them from federal investigation. I think the IRS is, will look at their 9-9, but they're less likely to maybe do an audit if they Got know it. what they're doing. But no, in in one year, they transferred assets from one of their organizations to another, to this parent organization. It became the parent organization. So it actually shows $933 million in revenue. Wow. The transfer of assets that year. For TBN. Yes. Yes. That's incredible. Um, Tell me about grants again, please. Say that grants and funding. They don't get grants from the government, but there's a page in the document where it lists compensation for officers, directors, trustees, and highly compensated employees. Well, the president of TBN, Trinity Broadcasting Network, is Matthew Crouch, and he got over $800,000 that year. Nice. His wife got over $300,000. Colby May is one of the directors of the organization. He was paid $747,000. He's an attorney. Nice. That, that doesn't work for them. Another attorney is John Casoria. He's an employee of the organization, $451,000. So right there, two attorneys over a million dollars. That's so nice. I, I mean, they must all like go on vacation together as well. That's really nice. And Crouch is, Matthew Crouch would be the son of Paul and Jan, right? Jan Crouch Sr., correct. Yeah. Yes. Again, we're, Ministry Watch, who I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. Warren Cole Smith, that works for them. He wrote that book, Faith-Based Fraud. He compiled a list of highly compensated individuals that work at religious nonprofits. And so he's got a list of, of people that work at religious universities, religious mm-hmm. TV networks, and so forth. And the highest paid person that we know of based on 990s is a guy named David Cirillo. He's president of the Inspirational Network. In one year, he got paid over $7 million. $7 million. As a salary. Over $3 million of it was in the form of a bonus. Oh, Seriously. Man. Oh, man. Someone in Australia, a journalist in Australia, did an article on loans that Hillsong has 
forgiven. Uh, it was $3 million that they said, hey, you know what? Don't worry about it. It's on us. Yes. In the United States, there were these loans called PPP, um, yeah. was the initials, Paycheck Protection Program. And what happened is the U.S. government allowed banking institutions to offer these loans. People just have to fill out a loan application. And the government would review them and forgive them. So end up the taxpayers are paying for these loans being forgiven. And the purpose of the loan was to allow organizations to retain their employees during the COVID. It was the same system here as well. And they took full advantage of that money. And from what we can see, because the legislation was reviewed, I think it was changed twice, and every time it seemed to significantly prioritise Bible colleges because Hillsong has such a huge influence here that that's the main person they're speaking to, I guess, and and really mainstream colleges and universities were missing out and had to let staff go while, you know, these churches that were going to retain their employees anyway, you know, could demonstrate that they kept people safe in jobs. You know, like you're saying, legally, sure, but ethically? We investigated Daystar Television Network. They're the second largest religious TV network in the United States. Mm-hmm. They received, I want to—I think it was over $4 million. I forget now the exact amount of money from a Paycheck Protection Program loan. And it was like right after they got the loan, they purchased a new ministry jet. And when we found that out, um, we talked to Inside Edition and Inside Edition did a TV expose. Mm -hmm. So you can look this up on YouTube, a star Inside Edition. And we were at an airport when they, uh, the family, the Marcus, Joni, Lamb, their kids, they run the TV network. They got off their jet and we got a video of it and it was used in the expose. What they did was they actually returned the, the loan amount. They they paid back the government. Good. They um so Good. it was not forgiven. I if I recall correctly, Joel Osteen, his church got a loan and he paid it back because it became a hot potato issue. Good. Paid them back rather than they may have paid them back with interest. I don't know, but they weren't forgiven. Some of them. That has happened before, or are the public becoming more aware? What do you think? The government doesn't typically offer loans like this. COVID is an unusual situation. The kind of awareness in the U.S., which is much more entrenched in faith and changing. It wasn't just religious organizations that abused this. There was one of the big Ivy League universities. It may have been Harvard or Yale. They have billions of dollars in their endowment, and they took a loan. And that was got a lot of media attention and they paid the money. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70 percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's been a lot of fraud. There have been pastors, ministers that have purchased homes, expensive cars with the money. There have been a number of people prosecuted, uh, arrested for this. Incredible. So I guess I'm just thinking, what do you see? I mean, these are these are excesses and, you know, often we only see those really excessive examples. What do you kind of see as the common threads financially amongst these big churches in their congregations? Is there anything kind of that people can identify? There are a number of red flags for me. I believe in donor responsibility. I believe a donor yes. should research the organizations that they give to on a long-term basis. Yeah, awesome. I mean, I can understand you not fully in research an organization if you give a one-time small donation, but if you're regularly giving a donation to organization, you should check them out. And how can you do that if they don't provide financial information? For a church, I believe at a very minimum, they need to publish an annual financial statement where the money went. If a church does not provide a financial statement or a ministry does not provide a financial statement, I would not donate to them. I mean, how thorough would you expect that statement to be? Because we look at Hillsong annual reports and that, you know, the item lists are very broad and the expenditure yeah. is very broad and, well, at a minimum, I want it to reveal the compensation of the highest paid individuals. Yes. Okay. If somebody is being paid a million dollars, we need to know about it. Yeah. Um, this is called excessive compensation. And because nonprofit organizations are tax exempt, this is considered a privilege by the government granted to them. They must meet a special criteria. And one of those things is they must not provide excessive compensation. You should not get rich off of your nonprofit organization. So you really need to know about the compensation. But in terms of a ministry that's not a church that that files a 990, for example, Trinity Broadcasting Network, Mm -hmm. you want them to spend the majority of their money on their mission. What is their mission and how they're, are they properly carrying it out? So for example, you have an organization that provides aid to poor people that helps the homeless. If they're spending a lot of their money on fundraising, then that can be a red flag. Okay. And by the way, in a 990, it'll show what their fundraising expenses are. 
common red flags of, of churches. Number one, if the preacher preaches about money every single Sunday, don't give. Okay. If they're preaching about money every week, they're obsessed with it. There, there, there's the, a lot of things that the Bible talks about that have nothing to do with money. Mm-hmm. Address some of those topics. That's another red flag. If, if the main thing that they're promoting is the prosperity gospel, avoid them at all costs. Do not give them a dime. They've turned money into an idol. Okay. If they're doing extravagant building programs. Okay. That can be another big red flag. If the pastor lives in a very large home, that's another red flag. I mean, there's all kinds of arguments around that, though. We need a really big building to fit all these people to spread the message to the Terry Chris, the pastor in, in Phoenix, was talking about how when trouble started happening, they'd been following these pastors around, Hillsong pastors around, trying to get them to sign non-competes and uh, non-disclosure agreements. So, mm-hmm. you know, it is seems very much like a business practice where, if you left the Hillsong Network, you're not allowed to set up another church locally for 12 months. I, I mean, I, I don't think that's something they tell you on the way in. <laughs> How is a building project necessarily a, a, a red flag? Well, it, it can put an organization into debt. Mm-hmm. And what if you can't pay off your debt? Who's going to um, be responsible for that debt? private jets yes everyone can say well that's a bit odd but we've been sold building projects and you know in 1987 he paid somebody fifty thousand dollars to teach them how to get money out of people and we thought as a congregation this was a fantastic thing because more money more buildings more people more gospel there are churches that have constructed 20, 30, 40, 50 million dollar buildings. Do they really oh, yeah. need to be that big, that expensive? Here's the thing when you look at the early church in the Bible, they didn't have big extravagant buildings. Oh, no. A lot of the early Christians, they met in people's homes, they even met out the outdoors. That was okay. Yeah. Houston has interchanged, I mean, the whole, so yeah, so I mean, it can be very easy for people to be almost disoriented, hey, with that that interchangeable language. One of the things you have to do is be at church a hundred times a week. And, you know, if you don't go to church, you've got to keep going to church. So when you were saying that, that it's just okay to meet with other people in a house when you can and support each other, is that okay? There is a <laughs> lot to be said about humility. I think when you're trying to build large buildings, large institutions, it's easy to to get distracted by the bigness of things. And it's easy to overlook people by focusing on institutions. Oh, sure. Uh, Or, you know, as you said at the beginning, it's also hard to kind of comprehend you know, I'm going to make be stalking you forever. And I, well, you know, asking <laughs> what, what, trying to get, I shouldn't say that to a Texan. But um, Tanya, sorry. we are now friends. Just you're you're my BFF now. So just I'll promise. You're following the money trail. You're yes. I guess what what are your main areas of focus, and what can people keep their eye out for when they're looking at places like Hillsong and these big churches? 
I look for things like self-dealing, diversion of assets, things like that. One of the things that I do when I investigate an organization is I try to look up all the corporations or businesses that operate from the address of the church. There is a website in the United States called bizopedia.com. And Bizopedia, they get corporation company information from each of the state and they make it searchable. You can search by company name, by a name of an officer. You can search by address. And so by finding the related companies, and by the way, sometimes it can lead to bunny trails, rabbit trails. You go in the wrong direction. An attorney might file a bunch of companies and they all use his address and they're not all related. But sometimes like for a church, you'll find a bunch of different businesses or or nonprofits or other related organizations running from the same address. Like you did in Newport, right? In California. Like we did with Hillsong. I did not originally know about PHX Property Holdings. Then my first search was with the just the, simply with the word Hillsong. But when you start digging deeper, then you find these other companies, like for example, in California, Newport Beach, where this three and a half million dollar home is, and there's over over 10 companies or nonprofits all connected to that address, mm-hmm. it gives you names. And then you run those names in different search engines and different databases. And you start to try to find out how big an organization is. Then I would do property searches to find out what their properties are. But regarding a lot of organizations I look at, I'll run the name in the FAA registry. That's the Federal Aviation Administration. They oversee plane registration. So I'll look to see if a ministry has an aircraft. Okay. I will search in the offshore leaks database. I want to know if the organization has money in a tax haven. Put it this way, same techniques can often be used in other countries. Lots of countries have charity registration requirements. So like the UK does, Canada does, Australia does. So you can get some basic information about some of these organizations. Like it's weird. Hillsong has what looks like a coffee company and a hamburger company. It's like, what is that? Where do you buy that coffee? Where do you buy one of those Bella burgers? I don't know. Right. We've never, I don't know anybody that's had a Bella burger, but what it's attached to Hillsong in Sydney, isn't it? I believe so. I think so. There's a cafe and a burger. I don't think anybody's ever eaten from it. So what do they get used for then to self-deal? Well, sometimes a nonprofit or corporation, they'll register a trade name or an organization name and then end up not using it. Their plans fall through or they make a decision, well, let's abandon that. So I don't know if if it was ever used, but it, it possibly was. It's not opening up any other chains anywhere else. I mean, I, I, I really don't know, but I mean, it's still a functioning company, I guess. Thank you so much. What should people keep a lookout for in the future as we watch this Hillsong thing take place? What you want to look for is in the United States is the pastors that leave, Mm -hmm. how they register their new churches, what type of church governance they use. You're going to want to look to see if they make themselves financially accountable, if they're going to reveal to the congregation 
where the money goes. Those are the kind of things you want to do. You want to raise the standards for church leadership. Some of them have already made made new moves. That is yes, and they'll so continue useful. making them. <laughs> well, and it's so useful because so much of people's good faith and belief has just been taken advantage of and for people to be able to have some tools to to know how to you know start again is fantastic that's fantastic like you said donor responsibility it would be really wonderful if people could feel that they have some agency and some actual input into you know the decisions into you know the church that they go to and actually be able to get some information to feel safer that kind of presumption that it's a safe place I don't, I don't think it's cynical or, or nasty to, to want to check out the backgrounds and the, and the processes of the church you're going to bring your family to. The organization I work for is Trinity Foundation, and yeah. we were started in the early 1970s by a very intense Bible study teacher named Ole Anthony, and he started as a religious corporation. He's been accused of being a cult. Eventually, the church part separated, and Trinity Foundation just does investigative work. We'll try to help with the homeless sometimes. On our website, trinityfi.org, that's where the articles I write are, and if you just keep going through them, you'll find that I write about a lot of different topics. I've written articles about things like, how do you report someone tax evasion? Like, for example, or or fraud. There's actually a form for nonprofits here in the United States. If you believe somebody's embezzling money from it, there's a form you can fill out and send it to the IRS. A lot of people don't know that. So there's so many issues that I try to write about over the two and a half years I've been here. Originally, my articles were published under my boss's name. I was trying to fly below radar and investigating some (laughs) of these people. Because I've had some wild stories that I haven't even gotten into yet. But, but we will. We will. Another we'll, time. Yeah, please. I mean, you will come back when you Not have a problem. more time. Please. Yes. I mean, do you feel safe? My cell phones in the past were wiretapped. And there were some really crazy things that have happened. As I started out earlier in the in the interview, there are a number of unusual deaths. And I've uncovered things that I've actually shared with other people that just say I were to get killed certain information would come out. I've got things that I want to reveal in my book that will really shock a lot of people. So fantastic. I don't know when the book's going to come out, but I'm hoping it's done by the end of the year. Oh, terrific. What would Judas do? It sounds terrific. I want to thank you so, so much. You've saved so many people so much time and hard work by doing this work for us but I really also believe that you will be saving so many lives. You know, the, the financial ruin that some people get left in, well, many people get left in, it's so serious. Thank you so much, Barry. It's been such a wonderful gift you're sharing with me. Thank you so, so much. I know there's going to be so many questions too. We get bombarded <laughs> with. So. I see my role as educating people. For my book, I'm writing it for concerned Christians. Mm-hmm. I'm writing it for journalists so journalists can understand the key issues so they'll be able to ask the appropriate questions. Yeah. A lot of people don't even know where to begin when yes. it comes to investigating. So I want to reveal some of those things. Look, one of the chapters I'm working on is following the money, and I want to show people how to do that. 
I was just going to ask you all that. Yeah, there cool. goes another right. two hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, terrific, beautiful. So much to, to look forward to. Wow. While so much busyness at church is taking place, you know, and all this kind of financial stuff goes on quietly behind the scenes. <sighs> Have a great rest You're of welcome. yesterday. Thank you. You're we'll welcome. Have a great day. We'll talk soon. Bye. Thanks. Bye. How amazing was that? Another huge thank you to Barry Bowen and the Trinity Foundation. Remember, trinityfi.org. So that's Trinity F for finding, I for info.org. We obviously totally need to do that all over again and find out more and more and more. So thank you so much for making it to this part of the show we'll be back man who knows the next time something important happens which will be really soon happy holidays look after yourselves we've got so many good topics to cover in the next few weeks so stay tuned keep leaving your song and we'll talk soon bye to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.